Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're back in the book of Esther. We're in chapter 2. King Assyrius has just had a big fight with his wife, uh, Queen Vashti. Vashti. She didn't want to come out to this great big banquet and be shown off as his prize wife, his trophy wife. So he sort of banishes her. And, uh, of course, uh, McGee says now he's kind of feeling down the dumps and his... Uh, advisors uh, come up with a, an idea to have a beauty contest. So we're in the middle of a beauty contest here. They uh, issue a decree to have uh, the young women, uh, the beautiful young women of all around, come and uh, come before the king. The king's going to select one of them, and then they'll be queen. Sort of like a Cinderella story, except it's all being coerced. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't know if any of these folks have any choice in the matter because this is a decree. Now, the people who don't uh, get selected for uh, being in um, being selected, the queen, they go to his harem. So, again, not quite the Cinderella story, but uh, here we go. Nonetheless, this is what uh, uh, Esther is facing here. So we don't really know whether she's going through with this willingly or um, being coerced. It, my study Bible says that it is, you know, the law and they have to follow through with it. Um, and I would, you know, but again, you know, some of these people uh, would do it maybe out of the chance of becoming a queen um, or it was considered an honor to be in the king's harem and that type of thing. And, of course, life would be a lot better, uh, at least uh, in terms of less hardships. So, uh, in any event, this is where we are. Um, so, in verse 4, where we're taking up today, and they're saying, And let the young women who please the king be queen instead of Vashti. This pleased the king, and he did so. So, here we go. Verse 5, now there was a Jew in Susa, the citadel, whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jer, son of Shimei, the son of Kish, uh, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem among the captives, carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, carried away. 
He was bringing up Hadassah, that is Esther. So Hadassah must have been her Jewish name. Esther was her Persian name. And I believe the Persian name Esther means star. And it's, of course, reference to her great beauty that prepares us, you know, for this, you know, to introduce Esther to us. The daughter of his uncle, uh, for she had neither father nor mother. So she's being cared for by her uncle Mordecai. The young woman had a beautiful figure and was lovely to look at. And when uh, her father and her mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. So when the king's order and the edict were proclaimed, and when many young women were gathered in Susa the citadel in custody of Haggai, um, Esther was also taken to the king's palace and put in the custody of Haggai, who had charge of the women. Haggai was a eunuch, and he was in charge of all these ladies. Verse 9, the young women and the young woman pleased him and won his favor. In other words, pleased Haggai. He feel like, okay, we got a winner now. So he quickly provided her with cosmetics and her portion of food with the with seven chosen young women from the king's palace and advanced her and her young women to the best place in the harem. So now we get this picture of Esther pleasing Haggai, who was, you know, in charge of the you know, these women to prepare them for the king. So he sees instantly that, you know, um, Esther could be the winner here. So he, he gives her seven women handmaidens to sort of, you know, serve her. And it's kind of, my study Bible foreshadows the fact that she's being prepared for royalty. And he gives her the best place in the harem. Okay. Esther, meanwhile, in verse 10, had not made known her people or kindred. In other words, a hint here of anti-Semitism because, you know, she doesn't want her Jewish background revealed because they probably wouldn't pick her as queen. Again, remember, this is in Persia. They had taken, they had taken the uh, people from the land of Israel captive, you know. So... Esther definitely is subservient in society. Verse 11, And every day Mordecai walked in front of the court of the harem to learn how Esther was and what was happening to her. Again, you get this picture of Mordecai, you know, just, you know, really worried about her because he's, you know, not in control here. You know, now, McGee makes the point that Mordecai right now is out of the will of God. Because, you know, Jews were forbidden to intermarry. Jews were forbidden to, to um, you know, to marry somebody of a different faith and that type of thing. So if he had willingly given Esther up, for sure he'd been out of the will of God. If he's falling, uh, you know, if he was compelled to do so, if they were forcing him to do this, then, you know, He's still out of the will of God, but McGee makes the point that God, in his providence, uses circumstances that are not, that that he accomplishes his will through our circumstances. And one of the sort of the quotes that McGee said this morning, which I really liked, was, Providence is the hand of God 
in the glove of circumstances. So sometimes we think, you know, you know, whatever things happen to us, they might necessarily be God's will, but God is using our circumstances to for the for the end result that He's wanting. So, is this situation according to God's will? No, God is not wanting Esther to have to marry or intermarry. That's not what He wants, but. This is the way human circumstances are playing out, and he's going to. We are going to see him accomplish his will. It's interesting also that God is not named in this book of Esther, because remember, God has been hiding His face from the nation of Israel to allow them to be taken captive into the Babylonian Empire. So, but we see. God working his will, even in the background, when he is not being named officially, he is still in control and he is still working his will. Okay, so, verse 12, now when the turn came, this is sort of an explanatory uh, section, when the turn came for each young woman to go into the king at uh, Assyria's after being 12 months under the regulations for the women, since this was the regular period of their beautif- beautifying, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with spices and ointments for women, when the young woman went into the king in this way, she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. In the evening she would go in, and in the morning she would return to the king's harem in custody of Shiazag, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of the concubines. She would uh, not go into the king again unless the king delighted in her and she was summoned by name. When the turn came for Esther, okay, now it's Esther's turn, the daughter of um, Abihail, the, um, the uncle of Mordecai, uh, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his own daughter to go into the king. She asked for nothing except what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who had been in charge of the women, advised. Okay, now Esther was winning favor in all the eyes of all who saw her. Okay, so when Esther's turn is to go in, she is trusting Mordecai not to reveal her, you know, Jewish identity. She's also trusting... Um, Haggai, also, who had advised her what to take in. So she trusted in these fellows, and um, this is faith, right? She's, you know, we're not, you know, it's not mentioning, you know, faith in God. We don't see her praying or anything like that. So God is not mentioned here. God's will is being done, you know, through his providence, but we see this trust that Esther has. Um, and so the, it's sort of a story of trust also. So she's winning favor by her own natural beauty and her own character. So this is where we're going to stop. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. We're going to find out next time if Esther wins the king's favor and becomes queen. So, kind of ending on a cliffhanger. Uh, And uh, as always, from me to all of you, 
God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study through the book of Esther. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. Hello, so today's study is coming from Esther chapter 2, beginning at verse 4, all the way through to verse 15. So a recap of our study. Yesterday, we saw that um, King Xerxes had called for this huge banquet from different leaders and princes in his kingdom and the kingdoms that he controls. That was from Ethiopia all the way through to India. And in this in this um banquet that he called for you know he was displaying the splendor and you know the just the excessiveness of you know um the amount of wealth that he had and you know while he's displaying all these things you know he got drunk and married with wine and he called for his wife to parade and display with like the crown jewel that's queen vashti who refused and this you know made him very angry and they passed a law, you know, he sat down with his cabinet and then they came up with a law that, you know, um, the queen didn't want, not, didn't want to obey the king, so she was put aside. So now, here at verse 4, where we're beginning from, it reads, Then let the young woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti, this thing pleased the king, and he did so. So here we have the king's servants. You know, they see how lonely and sad the king is after, you know, his campaign failed miserably. He went to war, and he lost this war, and he comes back home defeated and sad, and he's pacing up and down, and he's lonely. You know, he remembers his wife, but he can't get her back because they had passed a law that she ought to be cast aside. So now, his servants, they think, oh, why not get different women from different parts of the world, of, of the country or of their empire and, you know, have a fashion show and the king can pick uh, one who he actually likes, who will place um, Vashti, the queen. So, so here is where our story comes begins here um is where it begins verse 5 reads in shushan the citadel there was a certain jew whose name was mordecai the son of jai or the son of shima shimi the son of kish a benjamite now we have our story and we'll actually see that it was the hand of God moving in this palace. You know, we were given um, a scene of a pagan court. And, you know, God wasn't there. But now we see the hand of God begin to move in this palace. So this book teaches the providence of God. So God was arranging these events so that at the proper time, he would actually have someone there to intervene on behalf of his people. So when a child of God gets out of the will of God, 
God permits many things which God does not approve of and he will actually um, overrule through these events that the Christian is doing that he does not approve. So one of the things to note in this book is to see that God overrules and that most Christians today are living out of God's will. So they are not really being um, directed by God, by God's will. They are not in God's will. They are far, far off from God's will. And they are way out of God's will. And God is directing them by his providence. So that's one thing to actually note. And sometimes this is called the leading of God. And Esther enters the contest is an illustration of the permissive will of God. So Mordecai belongs to the royal family of Israel. So he belonged from to the from the he belonged to the royal line. So he belonged to the family of Saul. So Kish was the father of Saul. Verse six goes on to read Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captives who had been captured with Jehoraniah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. So another evidence here is what we have of who Mordecai is. So Nebuchadnezzar came three times against Jerusalem, and it was in these first two times that he came that he carried away the best of the people, that is, the princes and the leaders. So Mordecai belonged to this that particular group of people who were carried away, and he could have actually just been a little boy at that particular time. Verse 7 goes on to read, And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is, Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother, the young Women, the young woman was lovely and beautiful when her father and mother died. Mordecai took her as his daughter. So Hadassah and Esther, they actually mean the same thing. Um, it means star. And she, Esther, was a very beautiful lady. Mordecai is raising this um girl in his home so Mordecai had a position in the palace obviously and it was a lowly position and the first question we ask is what is he doing in Shushan so the what is you doing in Shushan the palace as God had actually given the decree for them to return back home to the land. And he's already out of the will of God. So God, God's name won't be mentioned in this book. So he's not here for um, to make a name. Um, but we'll actually see his fingerprints, his providence. 
to God had um, God's hand rather moves in our lives also. Verse 8 goes on to read So it was when the king's command and decree were heard, and when many young women were gathered at Shushan, he called. Oh, sorry, they were gathered at Shushan, the citadel under the custodian of Haggai, that Hester also be taken to the king's palace into the care of Haggai, the custodian of the women. So Haggai, um, he had charge of the contest and Mordecai entered Esther into the contest. So all this is actually out of the will of God because Mordecai knew that God did not permit intermarriages. And um, so that was already them out of the will of God. And what was Mordecai still doing in Shushan in the palace? So all this is, all of this is out of God's will. But God um, is permitting this um, by, so God is permitting this by his providence. Now that she, that Esther has been accepted by this man who is in charge. Verse 9 goes on to read, For the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor. So, um, so, um, now let me just read that again. Now the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor. So, he readily gave beauty preparations to her besides her allowance then seven um then seven choice maids were provided for were provided for her from the king's palace and he would and he moved um and he moved her and her maidservants to the best place in the maid's quarters um, sorry and moved her maid servants to the best place in the house of the women yes so um, this is all by the providence of God so she's put up in the number one slot verse 10 goes on to read Esther had not revealed her people or family to Mordecai, for Mordecai had charged her not to reveal it. So, he supposed she actually had had made it known that these people were well, and these, you know, the, the Jews, these people were known in that area. The enemies said they had strange laws and the they worship the living and true God. So they didn't worship idols. And the, and the minute that she would reveal her nationality, she would reveal her religion. And these people 
are out of the will of God and they were out of the um, these people were out of the will of God and when you're out of the will of God um one can't boast of their testimony so you can't be a testimony um so you can't be a testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ if you're out of the will of God. Look at what happened to Jonah until he got back. That's when um, he was actually able to be saved. A fish swallowed him. Verse 11 goes on to read. Um, for every day Mordecai paced in front of the court of the house. Um... So let me just read that again. And every day Mordecai paced in front of the court of Mordecai had charged her not to. Sorry. And every day Mordecai paced in front of the court of the women's quarters to learn if Esther's welfare had been. Um, Esther's um, welfare had Esther's welfare and what was happening to her yeah so here when when one is actually out of the will of God like Mordecai here one can sorry when one is in the will of God so one can just actually sit back and relax and not be restless as things will actually work out for the best so one who's out of God's will is restless. And Mordecai knew it, that he was out of God's will. So everything he walked up. <clears throat> um, so every day, Mordecai walked up and down in front of the palace, wondering how this thing would come out if he wanted... Um, so... You know, everyone, so every day, Mordecai walked up and down in front of the palace wondering how this thing would actually come out if he hadn't made a mistake. Like, how is it going to pan out? Okay, verse 12 goes on to read, For each young woman's turn came to go into King Ahasuerus, that's Xerxes, before she had completed 12 months well after she had completed 12 months preparation according to the regulations of the women for thus were the today of their preparation a portion six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfume and preparations for beautifying So beautifying for the preparations of beautifying the women. So it actually took this a while, like a year, to actually um, beautify these women. Verse thirteen goes on to read: They are thus prepared. Each one. Um, 
thus prepared each young woman um thus prepared each young woman when went to the king and she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the women's quarters um in the evening verse 14 in the evening she went and in the morning she returned um, so in the evening she went and in the morning she returned to the second house of the women to the custody of shash gaz the king's eunuch who kept the concubines she would not go into the king again unless the king delighted in um unless the king delighted in her and called for her by name so here if the girl didn't actually win the contest she became a concubine and you know this Mordecai had actually exposed Esther to this sort of thing verse 15 goes on to read now when the turn came for Esther the daughter of Abihil the um Esther the daughter of Abihil Hohel um sorry now when the turn came for Esther the daughter of Abihel the uncle of Mordecai who had taken her as his daughter to go in to the king she requested nothing but what Haggai the king's eunuch and um, the custodian of the women advised and Esther um, and uh, Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. So it was decided that Esther did not need any beauty treatment or enhancement for like a year like the rest of them. As you know, hers was a natural beauty. Um, everyone who saw her actually knew that she was already a winner because she was so beautiful. And this is the... Here would say the hand of God moving. This is um, so. This is not what we're reading here in this book. This is not the will of God, but God um, moving by His providence. So God. As a child of God, we are not to the will of God. God does allow certain events, not that he approves of them. He allows certain events to go on. And that's the missing will of God. So this is our teaching for today. Looking forward, excited for tomorrow's teaching in this book of Esther. Thank you all for listening and God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.